Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Uh, every Monday around this time, I get on my big green eggs, and I start putting together the burgers. I fill them with respect, and then we serve them. It's our little part in a world where there's very little respect, John. Let's do respect work. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. I hear them listening out there. They're very quiet. John, they're measuring us. You know what they're waiting to see? If we're going to get through three hours on a Monday after the first home playoff game for 901 FC Memphis. 901 FC stand up. Soccer community in Memphis. I see you, Hello. and I'm about to feed you, baby. Get in line. <laughs> I got burgers for them all. Oh. I got burgers for them all, Brad. The players, Coach Ben Pierman. Let me take Hold that up. back. Hold let, up. Me, let me take that back. The lads, Ben Pierman and the lads. Okay? And for the 6,010 that packed AutoZone Park to see history. And Memphis 901 FC win 3-1 over Detroit City. Let me make sure I put some respect on this. Goals by Chris Allen in the 72nd minute. You hear all this soccer talk we're so doing? So good, really good. Yes, and I must say I sound nice and natural. Then Detroit City came back and tied it at one all, John. But Graham Smith answered in the 88th, and then Philip Goodrum in consolation time. Put Memphis over the hump 3-1. They advance, John, to the conference semifinals. Well, they'll take on Tampa Bay, winner of the last two conference finals, oh, by the way. They'll do that next Saturday at 7.30, but real talk, shout out to Ben Pierman uh, and the guys over at Memphis 901 FC. You don't just have your first home playoff game. You win your first home playoff game, and this is, I believe, year four. Uh, fantastic. And on the heels of the news, right, that you're going to be, or at least there are plans for, a new stadium for you uh, where the Mid-South Coliseum once start, uh, stood. Remember, that is part of Jim Strickland's The Big Ask uh, to get the uh, 901 FC its uh, stadium. Remember, the USL says you got to have your own. Uh, all happy for Memphis 901 FC, and I can't wait to see John Martin in there next week. Yes. Breaking the guitar before a second playoff game, That's baby. That's right. 
That's right. Are you the guitar breaker next no, week? No, he's not. I am. He's not. I was just dreaming. I am. Oh. I'm going to break the guitar for sure. I was actually just Respect. dreaming. I'm actually going to do that just separately. I'm going to break the guitar oh, over yeah, someone's head. Uh, so, again, they get a shot at Tampa Bay, the team that's won the last two Eastern Conference uh, finals. Mm-hmm. So, again, you're, you want to be the champ? You got to beat the champ. Wow. Memphis 901 FC looks yeah, like it may some, be up uh, to the test. There was some smoke. I saw a little bit on Twitter. I saw some smoke from uh, the Detroit fans. You know, they were talking about Memphis uh, in the in the oh. attendance. Like, apparently, attendance is not great. We had 6,000 out there. What are we? 6,000, we, we John. You can't get more than eight well, in there, comparatively, right? comparatively, like, to, the, like, I guess around the – I think they were talking about the season attendance and stuff. These every, are losers talking yeah. about our mm-hmm. attendance? Yeah. Losers? I, I, didn't, I didn't know there was, like – I didn't know there was smoke in uh, USL. I had no idea. You know we don't talk to losers. Uh, they probably made all oh, y'all play in a baseball stadium. Is that how they are in the I'm USL? Sure, the yeah. fans of other teams? I'm sure they are. Well, yeah. they won't be able to say a damn thing, will we, after the big ask gets answered, will they? Well, that, yeah. When yeah. the big ask gets the big answer, and they, and they answer what them USL fans going to say then? I don't want to. I don't want to rain on the parade. So yes, I, I I hope everything comes true. I hope all your dreams come true. Way Tampa to go, Bay. Big Pyramid. Tampa Bay's tough. The Rowdies. I. That's one of their nemesis over the years. Mm. Brad Rowdies added, are good. Brad adding some soccer insight. We could very well, very well, you, anything you've got, Brad. Anything else in your clip, John, on soccer that you can help here with the segment? I'm not sure why you're looking at me, bro. Nothing. He played it, but he doesn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. oh, did you play soccer? Yeah, like on an intramural basis. Oh, like a real scrub was out there. That, that was not even <laughs> worth mentioning, bro. Yeah. Brad, I appreciate what you contributed. That was not even worth I, I played it. I appreciate what you contributed to the segment. I played John, FIFA. nothing on soccer. You know, the I Tampa Bay Rowdies play in what the Cardinals used to be one of their summer uh, or their, their spring training facilities. It's called Al Lang Stadium in St. Pete. I, Brad's trying to impress you. All kind of random gyms here, doesn't he? Yes. Random stat right nuggets Right there on there. the bay they play. Random Facts. Yes, the Rowdies. Uh, congratulations, Memphis 901 FC. You all and the 6,000 of you that were in attendance at AutoZone Park, y'all get a respect burger courtesy of 929 FM ESPN. Remember, they'll be back in there Saturday, John. Remember, get oh. your tickets right now. Yes. Okay, respect. that's 730 game against Tampa Bay, uh, Brad's Tampa Bay team. Kenneth Walker the <laughs> third. <laughs> it's setting it up here. Kenneth Walker, your boy from Arlington. You know what his nickname is? What is it? I tried to call him KW3. I thought that was real cool. I texted it to John. Turns out I'm too late. There's a better and a, a much better what nickname. Is it? It's K9. He oh. wears the number nine, oh. and, and he's a dog. And I wish I had him because my ba- my penny is out. I'm screwed. I need a bag. I need a bag. You it was talk? only a matter of time, wasn't it, Brad? Mm-hmm. Before Rashad Penny was going to get hurt, and all it's done is open the door for the former Arlington High star Kenneth Walker the third rushed for 168 yards and two touchdowns for the Seahawks yesterday. Smart pick. And a win over the Chargers. Bust a big one there late, uh, 74 yards. How about this too? According to Next Gen Stats, Kenneth Walker III, who ended up at Michigan State before, I remember, he was drafted mm-hmm. by the Seahawks, reached a top speed of 22.09 miles per hour, the fastest by a ball carrier in the NFL this season. Wow. Kenneth Walker III out of Arlington High. Respect. Stand up, Arlington High. He is the man now for the Seattle team. We talked about a little bit earlier with Mike Wall. So impressed by what Pete Carroll is doing. I got I to gotta stand down. I was laughing at Pete Carroll. What you doing? You should retire. You let go of Russ. He was the only way you could win. Your defense is a shell of what it used to be. Like, what are you doing? You now can- he's pointing at us saying, look at me. I'm 4-3, and three, and look what I did parting ways with Russell Wilson, who's giving Denver nothing right now. Looks like Pete Carroll was ahead of all of us. Savvy is what I call Pete Carroll. What's up?
You could make the argument he helped uh, your boy Mel Tucker get a contract. I mean, like, they suck now without mm-hmm. him. Oh, no, no question. Oh, without, Ma- without, without Kenneth Walker III. Oh, yes. they are sucking out uh, there. Absolutely. Uh, back to Kenneth Walker III. 5'9", 2'11". For those of you not familiar with him uh, in terms of being, yes, an area product, I realize this. He just celebrated a birthday on Thursday. How about that? Just oh. turned 22 years old. He's actually October 20th, one day after me. His birthday oh. was on Thursday, turned 22 years old and again what a way to celebrate your birthday here's Pete Carroll nobody they they've got a shit right now they are in the lead how about did you know that John they are in the lead in the NFC West by half yeah no I did nobody (laughs) told me that uh, before we started the meetings in there I would have been going nuts about that Pete Carroll didn't know that they were in position to take well, the lead in the division. Well, because it just it means meaningless. Seven weeks in, and look where we are. Who would have thunk it? Pete Garrell, not me. I wouldn't have thunk it. Respect burger to you, uh, to Kenneth Walker the third, otherwise known now as K9. And uh, yeah, man, now that he's fully in the fold with Seattle, man, yeah. I just see great things for Kenneth Walker the third. Whoever's got him in fan your fantasy leagues. Congratulations. Do you have him? You got to stir the rest you of the way. You have him, don't oh, you? Oh, it just so league. happens he is a member of ALO's role. He is a member of my team. Yes, and I of started him yesterday do. very smartly. That's right. We did get some bad news over at ALO's role, though, yesterday. Uh-oh. We lost Brees Hall. We oh, lost him for the season. Right. So ALO's role appropriately sized down a little bit. But did you see ALO's role at the game on Sunday? As ALO's role. As Alo's role grows with the Tigers, this is a real tongue twister right here. As Alo's real role grows with the Tigers, so does my team. Alo's role, we get stronger. It feels like, but no, no. In all seriousness, salute to Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Right, fantastic season. Yeah, it was a great year. I mean, he, he is one of the premier young running backs. Hate to see him go down. The news yeah. today is. Uh, Pretty much what we feared, ACL for the Jets running back. Michael Carter back to the – calling Michael Carter back to the front. Not very sexy, is it? (laughs) Good luck with that, Jessica Benson. I hope hope he's productive for you. I'm not. not, How could I be when I've got got K-9 on my fantasy team? It's a nice pickup. This kid's from from the Memphis area, from Arlington, doing big things for Pete Carroll. Uh, Moving on. John Moran. Mm. Don't y'all ever forget what's happening in this city. John Morant, I'm on my grizzly. That's right. That's right. You could spend three hours on John Morant all day, every day, and it'd be appropriate. Because I'm telling you right now, that's the size blessing he is to this city. Y'all know Signature Shoes coming next summer. How crazy are we going to get? Is this going to get bigger than Penny? I mean, he's so, got a chance. He's yes, got a chance. Yes. He's got a chance. He's got a chance. Penny's For got God the, so loved Penny's, the world, The Jason. difference is... Penny has the Memphis blood. Yeah. That makes his John's story. kind of – he's got but, Memphis but blood now, it feels like. he does feel like he is one of us. Yes. For sure. Grizzlies are 2-1 and one through three games. John and I are basically saying it's a perfect record essentially through three because you weren't going to win that Dallas game as shorthanded as you were. Mm-hmm. And with them waiting on you the way they the way they were. Uh, Memphis was coming off uh, a Friday night game. Dallas was just waiting on you. I think it had two nights, yeah. two days uh, to rest, if not more than that. But here's the deal. And let me dream – I look up in the uh, NBA scoring stats, and at number two, just point four, four tenths of a point behind Jason Tatum, is John Morant through three games, averaging 34.3 points per game. And God, it, it's it's how he's doing it, too. That's just as impressive as as the numbers. And remember, we we coming off that 49 on Houston on on Friday night. He's 34 of 62 from the field overall. He's shooting 55 percent through three games. This is a time where the 
who else are you attacking defensively for the Grizzlies right now with Dylan? Now, I mean, you got Bain, you got to worry about, but all of the focus yep. has been on John ja Morant, and he's shot in this efficiently. Eight of 14 from three, that's 57%, averaging the seven assists, the seven assists per game. But here's the one you wonder if he can keep up all season. He's shooting 84.4% from the free throw line. He's 27 of 32. That's 10.7 attempts per game. So he's starting to get that. John, you and I talked about this last year, of here was the easy way you could raise up the average by Mm -hmm. Ja getting to the free throw line more last year than he did. But we're talking about now up from 7.3 free throws last year. Now, it's again, it's just three games. Dylan's going to take shots. Jaron's going to take shots when he gets back. Those guys are going to get fouled, and it's a chance for Ja not to have as much attention or all those foul opportunities. Some of those will go away. Yep. But, guys, look how aggressive he is. There's no reason why he can't stay among the scoring leaders. And like I said, let me dream. Is there a day Is there a day in the future where John Moran leads the league in scoring? Yes or no? I mean, I think, yeah, why no. not? Well, I do you no. do you need that from him? You know what I mean? When you've got well, a they team, do, they do right now. Because the difference is, right? He's got a team. Yeah, you're right. Right now, they do. But the, I, I guess the difference would be, it's not Michael Jordan when the Bulls didn't have that supporting cast, and he's having to go out there and score 40 every night. So th- I guess that's the one thing that would, in terms of whether or not this guy could ever be a scoring leader like an Allen Iverson, you don't necessarily need it every night because you're such a balanced team. Hypothetically, right? When you're yep. when you're when you're at full strength. But my gosh, man, when John Morant wants to turn it on. Uh, and he did Friday night against Houston. Uh, he can do it. Respect Bird. Well, yeah, you. I mean, you could, just, you could just go back and look at, at the, you know, at the single season scoring leaders. I mean, did the Golden State Warriors need Steph to do it every year? Did uh, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, not necessarily. Right, did, right. Did, no. Did OKC need Kevin Durant to do it in 2013? I mean, they had a bunch of guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are cases, right? Of of you know, like James Harden for the Rockets. Yes, like they needed James Harden to do that. But I, I mean, if Steph can do it. Then I certainly think John Morant can do it. Right? I think he can. Yeah. The question's going to be with the Grizzlies. Will they ever really need that of him to a point where you're I doing still, it over a full season? Probably not. I still John's think the shot like has to get better for me to say that guy's going to get a scoring title. He's uh, shooting it with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Michael remember, Jordan. Remember, was now, hold very on. Selfish. Hold on before we do it on the shot. You're talking about the three point shot, right? Yes. We don't think anymore he needs to change the shot, do we? Remember after a couple of years, we're saying, oh, no, maybe some of us think he needs to change. Dude, he, as long as he's shooting it with confidence, it's fine. What needs to change about the shot? Uh, it, it needs to probably go in more consistently, I think. Well, it's doing it so far, 8 of 14, uh, 57%. Even he said, I got to keep going at it because there are going to be nights where I'm not hitting. But I don't. I see a John Morant that's put a lot of yeah, work in the offseason on right that. Now. He's swaggy. real swaggy beyond that. The pull-ups from three, John, on the yep. break tell yep. you that. Yep. He's shooting with a different kind of confidence. I but, hope he keeps that, though. Oh. And I think you're right, though, that you're not going to change the frame of the shot at this well, point. Well, he's not going to shoot 57% from three. But. No, he's not. But if, if, he's nice, anything close to, it, it, if he's anything close to 40, it's uh, freaking fantastic. Not, what are we, right. well, yes. He's a complete That's player. All you need. There's That's nothing all you need. left. I, I would take That's 36% it. from him. All day long. So I take 36 all you have day to be, long. You have, to, you have, twice to, you on have to be realistic about this stuff. That's right. Uh, I'm going to give a respect, Bergen. I've probably given many before to him. Lord knows he could eat more than one. But to Mike Vrabel. Yep. Because I, I was beating the Titans up after 0-2. And, and it wasn't anything really about Vrabel. It was more about what that front office had decided to do by letting A.J. Brown roll. You know who the Titans are? They're the freaking core for Memphis Grizzlies. They are, dude. It's a good comparison. They're, 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 they're winning in a way that goes against the grain, right? The NFL 
everybody that's good. You sign up your number one receiver to a ton of money. You got your quarterback, and then you're high flying. That's that's, that's it. Well, I, I suppose KC's gone a different direction. But the Bills and everybody else that signed their receiver, you've seen the receivers get the money now. It's going away from the running back on the receiver. And the Titans said, no, no, no. We're going to make you, Vrabel, just win with what you've got in an old basic uh, uh, run the ball, play action, the old boring way, and frankly, the way the NFL's going away from. I mean, it's not the high-octane offense that it feels like you've got to have in the NFL to be a true contender this year. All they do is continue to win, and a big part of that was continue to win the AFC South, and a big part of that is their ownership of the Colts. 19-10 over the Colts, and I mentioned it a couple times. You see the player's coach he is. You see the respect level there is uh, among those players for Mike Vrabel after that game when he is hugging Ben Jones at the center of that team, knowing how big a victory that was and knowing how much Ben Jones was hurting in that game to get through. Mike Vrabel goes and embraces him and looks like he can't tell him enough how much he loves the guy. Almost walks him back to the locker room. He's in admiration of the job that Ben Jones had done for him. And, dude, when you're a head coach and willing to come down to that level like that, like those players, and as Mike Wall pointed out, you've got the championships, you can just feel the respect level they have for Mike Vrabel. And it just feels like, like no matter what hand the front office deals him and says, go win with it, he gets it done. And, again, a lot of that is at Frank Reich's expense uh, over with the Indianapolis Colts. But a respect burger, again, to Mike Brable, who didn't seem like he was happy about the A.J. Brown. Do you remember the face? Remember the antics? Yeah. But just finds a way to get it done. The Titans have won four in a row after starting the year 0-2. And then, finally, it's a smaller respect burger because I'm not a big fan of him. He's, he's a For the most part, he's a jerk, but you can be a pretty good college football coach. You can be a good any kind of coach and still be a, a, a jerk. Brian Kelly's got LSU in a place I didn't think they'd be the first year. And maybe that's some of me thinking uh, higher of Mississippi State or this year or Ole Miss, but he's knocked off both teams in the West, and he's shown you even in a transition year, year one, it's sort of like a uh, almost like a sign to the rest of the West that, hey, watch out for me um, after he takes down that Ole Miss team, which it started early, looked like it was going to be fine for Ole Miss, but eventually, what, after a 17-3 lead, uh, Ole Miss – I forget. I'm not going to say they blew it. LSU came back and took it, 42 to three for the remainder of the game. Jaden Daniels, the quarterback for LSU, who I didn't come into the season liking a lot. I'll be real honest with you. I mean, doesn't do a whole lot great, but does a little bit of everything decent enough. Uh, runs the ball through for a couple of touchdowns. He's talked John talked about playing with a swagger. Uh, Brian Kelly's got him playing with a swagger right now. And again, you know, what does it mean this season? Well, we'll know more about that when they take on uh, Alabama on November 5th. But what it says to me is I already thought Brian Kelly, LSU, where they recruit, no matter who the coach is at LSU, you can get monster talent. You put a guy like Brian Kelly there as a builder, that thing's going to be pretty good pretty quick, and he's already got it at a really respectable level here in year one. What are they, 6-2 and two now? Yeah. Only lost to a Tennessee and Florida State, and they so, could have won that Florida State game. I do have some thoughts real quick on this game. Ole Miss second halves, dude. Go, it, go we, and we look. We collapse, don't we? Look at what Ole Miss does. We hold on. Uh, in the uh, in the in the second half of of pretty much every game they're in, there have been a couple of outliers. But whether it was Kentucky, whether it was uh, this weekend, uh, whether it was Tulsa, like they just they just die. Well, it's because they don't have a passing offense they can rely on, right? Jackson Dart is yeah. a thrower, is just not that much. They just, not that... they just die in the second half. He threw that big pick and it seemed like the game turned. You know, around. it's it's crazy. It's crazy because you just think like. Put on the gas, put on the gas, put on the gas. They come out, they come out on fire in the first half, and they just, they just, they just die. 
It sets up an interesting egg bowl with them losing to LSU now because I didn't think that that Ole Miss team would lose that game. Mm-hmm. They now look a little more. You knew they'd lose a the game if you'd have listened to the show on Friday. Well, we gave you the blueprint. That was a stinky. Man, you line. fell for the stink trap, but I but fell John for actually, the stink I was trap. with you, but John actually told us it was a stink trap you and not right. to go in it. And you I think were it, absolutely it, right. It said the line told us. It said uh, Tennessee. Tennessee is legit. Yep. And Ole Miss is it was not. Yeah. And seven in the country, right? They just aren't good enough. I give with, you uh, your respect for with that, the, man. With the offense there. Um, so, yeah, I, Ole Miss, if, look, if you're live betting, just, you know, Ole Miss unders second half pretty much. Or or if you want to go the other way, the other if like, like if Ole Miss is – this is the perfect spot. Say Ole Miss is playing somebody. Now, Vandy, did, they didn't do that. They had a crap first half, and they, that took, is correct. they took care of business they did. in the second there half. Are, they are, there are outliers, but – like my perfect spot for Ole is like if they're beating a team by like fourteen or twenty one in the first half, just take the other team plus whatever in the second, mm-hmm. you know, or even if they're minus. If 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 uh you know if if I don't know what their let's see what their schedule is. I'm just setting this up here because I'm trying to you know I try to help the listeners as much as I can. You know what I mean? Like that's sure. what it's all about. So let's say they've got Texas A and M uh in two weeks here, right? Yep. So or next week, which so, is a dub. Yeah. So let's say that they're just killing. Texas A and M in the first half, you know, twenty four to to seven, or twenty four to ten, or something like that, right? So Texas A and M will probably be like a minus two and a half, minus three, uh, second half, hammer it. Ole Miss going, they gonna take their foot off the gas, bro. They don't, I don't know, yeah, they're they're not the same offense from a year ago. Lang, he, Dude, yeah, because they just run. He'll win. Yeah, he'll, Ole Miss will find ways to win. It's not Corral. It's a running. It's a running game. But it'll be nasty in the second half. It will be ugly. Uh, disrespect, dog. This week, oh, you're done, right? You're done. Yes, with respect. yes, We're, yes. Uh, grills closed. Mm-hmm. Grills closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, disrespect, dog. This week goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Who are in? Uh, they deserve it. Much like the Democrats in disarray. Um, Vrabel left them in disarray. Yeah, Dem- uh-huh. Democrats in disarray. Indianapolis Colts in disarray. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I'm sitting across from a member of the radical left, so I would certainly know. Matt Ryan has been benched, ladies and gentlemen. That is the news out of Indianapolis, and he does have a shoulder sprain. But reporters around the NFL are saying this is not related to that at all. He would be able to play. They are simply benching Matt Ryan because, in Frank uh, Reich's words, they failed him. They failed Matt Ryan with bad offensive line play and not nearly enough weapons. I was I bought the idea of Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, and I bought it because Matt Stafford. I said, okay, this is a former MVP of the league. He's going to go to a situation where he's got a good running game where he's got, you know, a good defense, and it's going to look like that. It may not be as good in terms of Super Bowl, but they will be better. But it has been dreadful. And now they're going with Sam Ellinger at quarterback instead of Matt Ryan. This is this is the disappointing team of the league. This is far more disappointing than Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay will be fine. They'll win their division. Uh, Green Bay, I can chalk things up to. They don't have Devontae Adams. And Aaron Rodgers hates that organization anyway. There was dysfunction even before this season. The Indianapolis Colts being swept by the Titans, being firmly out of the division race in October, they, to me, are the disappointment of the season. And they get the disrespect dog as a result of that. They get the disrespect glizzies. So just insults. LA's in there. The Rams, yeah. Chargers are in there. Oh, oh, I guess you could put the Rams in there too, right? Yeah. They're kind of disappointed. I mean, they're Super Bowl, you know, champs, so it's fine. They lost Von Miller. But there's a lot of disappointments around the NFL, man. There really are. A lot more disappointments than pleasant surprises, for sure. Well, y'all are one of them. Raiders are, too. Yeah, dude. I, I say, mean, look, look in the mirror, bro. 
We're coming off a win and cover. It was against Houston. Everybody that, beats them, including the Bears. No, dude, here's the thing. In the NFL, you have to you you can't think about the week before because that's everybody's a professional. It's like the Utah Jazz. You know? Like you can't tell that team to tank. They're pros. Oh, they, okay. We'll let Danny Ainge have How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Another crack at it. You know, if you love him, he is the great Jason Fitch from Spain and Fitz. All over ESPN, hosting college football shows, Sports Center on Snapchat. You know the vibes. He joins us every Monday. He is here with us now. Fitz, what's up, brother? Man, just living that dream. What a like what a weird weekend. Like we're at this point. I know we're gonna talk about many things, but we're at the spot where like everything you think you can rely on in the NFL, you can't anymore. Yep. Like Brady sucks. The Bucks sucks. Rodgers is no good. Mike Tomlin's team's bad. Like, I don't know what we could actually take away anymore. It's wild. Yeah, and I think that's a really natural place to start. Um, you know, you look at that Buccaneers team, and you know they, they, they get handled by a Christian McCaffrey-less, uh, you know, starting caliber quarterback-less Carolina Panthers team, and, and they're in free fall. Um, is that something that can get fixed? Or is there something deeper going on there? Yeah, I don't think it can get fixed. And look, like the crazy thing is that this was in a game that, you know, Brady didn't have a bunch of turnovers. It wasn't like a a person you could look at and say, oh, okay, well, here was the problem. No, I mean, I I think everything's the problem. Nothing looks easy for them. And, And, you know, we keep seeing the Mike Evans drop touchdown pass. But that's just a small indication of a team that's just off kilter. They have all their weapons. They're just not good. And, Everything looks off, and then you, you start to wonder about all the personal life rumors with Brady and the way he prepares. It just makes you wonder if, like, 
this is just one of those years where nothing is going the way they expect it to, and I don't know what fixes that quickly or easily. I don't think anything does. The, the weird part about it is they're, they're probably going to win their division because their division's awful. Mm-hmm. But the other side of it is that's not what we judge the Bucks by. Like, if the Bucks get into the playoffs and get blown out in the first round, was that a success for Tom Brady? No. What about the Packers? What's going on? How, how much of this is Devontae? How much of this is fixable? Because to your point, this one isn't a deal where you're, you're in position still to win your division. Like, you, you, if you fall too far behind here, and maybe you're looking at you're out of the wild card spot, how, how fixable or unfixable is Green Bay? Yeah, I don't think Green Bay's fixable either, just because, to your point, uh, I mean, I think Minnesota's a pretty good football team, and Minnesota's going to win that division. So now that we got that going, now Green Bay's got to make the uh, wild card. And the, the way the NFC's played out so far, it's been kind of interesting. But what's crazy to me is that we're not seeing Aaron Rodgers even try to hide his frustration, his anger with the way everything's going down. And I don't think that that's healthy either. Like, when you've got a quarterback with, you know, lip reading, looking at the sideline, saying, what the hell are we doing? Like, it just – Every time we see a bad play, we see a reaction from Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, there's this, this level of – I know he's, he's a great quarterback. I get it. And I realize he's become a polarizing figure for a lot of different reasons. But he's acting like a petulant child on the field every time things don't go his way. I don't know how you fix that. And it doesn't seem like LaFleur has any interest in stopping that. So it just feels toxic. Everything – when you watch Green Bay from a distance, it just feels like a team that doesn't like each other that doesn't want to be – it's like watching the Lakers play. It's, it's gross because you can feel the, the, the ickiness and everything that they're doing, and I don't know what fixes that for Aaron Rodgers or for Green Bay. You know what doesn't fix it? I know Aaron is hoping it does, is a matchup with the Bills because they are not the team, right, to let you fix you against them this year. I mean, that, that's the wrong thing coming in terms of Aaron Rodgers thinking, okay, well, maybe we'll fix it Sunday night against the Bills. Yeah, well, and, and here's the thing with Green Bay. They're not a good football team but they're a big football brand with a big football quarterback brand. And that means teams will still get up for playing them. It doesn't matter what the Packers look like right now. The Bills are going to bring everything to that game because in their yep. mind, they're taking on the Packers yep. and they're taking it on Sunday night. And it's Aaron Rodgers. Like you're going to have a fired up Bills team. They could run that team out of the, uh, out of the stadium by 30. And I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. We're talking to uh, Jason Fitz here on the show. Join us every single Monday. Um, if if obviously I don't, it's Brady's addressed it. He said, you know, I'm not going to retire midseason. I'll, I'll take him at his word. Um, <clears throat> what do you think the chances are that he's playing somewhere else next season, or, or or do you think he says this is it? I don't know. I'm I go back and forth. Like, does he want to does he want to challenge somewhere else now that he's going to have some free time? Yeah. Well, this is not the way he wanted to go out, right? And the question is, where can he go that he can win a Super Bowl right now? Because if you're Brady. You're not going anywhere just to make the playoffs. Wherever you go, it would only be because you think you can win a Super Bowl today. And I don't know that there's a lot of teams that can surround him with more than what the Buccaneers have tried to surround him with. So I think it would take a team deciding that they want to implode everything to, to build around Brady for a one-year Super Bowl run. And that, you know, that maybe that's worth it. Maybe it's not. So I, I think it's more likely he steps away from the game and then immediately takes a, you know, his huge money deal to become a TV guy at Fox and, you know, and they can stay around football that way. I, and we have to remember that this isn't going to be like it was for so many players that leave and then they have no idea what they're doing with their life. He's not leaving the game when he's 28 trying to figure out life. He's leaving in a layer spot, walking directly into broadcasting where he'll still have camaraderie and a 
locker room vibe and be around football all the time. So I, I think it's more likely he's done. What's the bigger story here, Fitzy? You know, what the Titans have done in terms of turning it around, I'll admit I was one of the people that was hammering them after the 0-2 start, or the fact that Frank Reich cannot get over the Titans. Lovey Smith was once fired. I think it was a 10-win season because he couldn't beat Green Bay anymore. Should Frank Reich be held to the same standard considering the fact that the Titans have got ownership papers on him? A hundred percent, you know, and I, I cannot believe like, when we talk about coaches that should be absolutely in every hot seat conversation, how's Reich not there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that the organization did not expect, you know, to be hiring Frank Reich at one point. They didn't expect Andrew Luck to walk away at another point, but how many stabs do you get at the quarterback position? And then when you get the guy that you think you've got, and, and you know, you've had multiple opportunities to get it. Now, all of a sudden the offensive line is playing suspiciously bad for no like, none of us can figure out why the offensive line has been such a detriment. If you look, the pocket was collapsing in that game so quickly. And I'm looking at an offense where, yep. again, I keep saying this, but nothing looked easy for the Colts. And, you know, that doesn't make any sense. When you're supposed to have one of the best offensive lines, you absolutely have one of the best running backs, and it didn't help you at all. I mean, the Titans clearly look like the better football team in that man. Outcome be damned. The Titans look like a better team. And that is a statement to where the Colts – aren't right now because I I think the Titans have turned around and they're a pretty good football team, mm-hmm. but the Colts were supposed to be better than they are. Christian McCaffrey, Christian McSchmaffrey, Patrick <laughs> Holmes, don't give a damn about that it, acquisition. It's, it's early. I'm not – I mean, I, yeah, for that. I'm not, I, don't, I don't mean in terms of, oh, Christian McCaffrey, but but more so the the Chiefs for sure. going into, you know, San Francisco. And they look real tough in those nice uniforms – but it did not matter. What what kind of a statement was that yesterday from the Chiefs handling the 49ers that way? Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are just continually reminding us that if the Bills are one, then they're 1A in the conference. And, you know, it, it is it's surprising to me. I thought that, you know, the loss of Tyreek Hill would mean more to their overall offensive productivity. It hasn't, you know, and I think both could be true. I think Marcus Spears said this yesterday on Twitter. Like, I, I can say that I think the Chiefs would be even better with Tyreek Hill but I can also say that they don't really miss him, which is kind of strange to be in that win-win scenario, right? Like they'd be better if they had him, but they're still better than most without him. And uh, the way that that, uh, that Mahomes is playing right now is so in control of everything. That's the one thing I think we constantly forget about the Chiefs is continuity between not just Mahomes, but also the enemy, uh, you know, that's constantly a conversation in you know, the, the, what they've got with Andy Reid. You, you've got a coaching staff and a quarterback that are on the same page in everything they do, and it feels like they're finishing each other's sentences on the field. So you've got a quarterback that's able to execute on, on program when he needs to, on time when he needs to, but they can also turn around and improvise when he needs to. There's, there's a level of comfort in everything they're doing that just makes Kansas City better, and their communication is better, their offense is better timed because of it. it it's really... It's, it's a delight to watch, other than the fact that I hate the Chiefs. You're watching a team that is just absolutely showing you how good football can be when you can keep the same group together. Fitzy, I'm, I'm fascinated by what Dion is doing down at Jackson State. Obviously got game day headed down. It, it's fantastic for Jackson State. I'm also fascinated to see what happens with him because you figure that, that there are going to be offers perhaps, and, and, and maybe it's a Georgia Tech, maybe not. My, my question for you on Dion is do you wait – on Florida State, 
Like, if even if it's not going to be this year, maybe you've got an offer, Georgia Tech. Do, do you turn that down and wait on Florida State if you're him, knowing, look, I'm always going to be successful at Jackson State, so I'll always have that chance to, to jump from over there. I, I just wonder, is he risking it if you take another one, maybe en route back to a Florida State, and you fail there? What, what do you think Dion should do if the offers start now and yet it's not Florida State right now? Yeah, I think you wait. If you're Dion, you're not going anywhere that's less than rock star status where you can be an annual contender for a national championship. So I think if you're Dion, you're staying away from the SEC, right? Because you, there's there's absolutely no reason for you to get into a world where you have to compete right. with the rock star coaches and Nick Saban there. Florida State makes so much sense for him. It also makes sense because of the recruiting area they're in. And frankly, it makes sense because they have the collectives to turn around and and get the players that they want. You know, Florida State wasn't afraid to go in and put in a, a bid for Quinn Ewers, right? So they, they tried to acquire the best of the best. And you get a rock star coach, that'll happen. I mean, let, let's be real. If you're Dion, you're looking at every college in the country right now saying, game day came here because of me. Yep. And that's, that's fact, right? Like, so uh, the, the interesting side note of it is, though, the, the more that we pay attention to Dion with the HBCU tie, the more I wonder if he feels some pressure to continue to be the face of HBCU. Sure. So, yeah. you know, it, it's sort of a double-edged sword for him. But, yeah, I don't think Dion goes anywhere until it's absolutely perfect. So it's cute when schools like Georgia Tech want in on that conversation. But Dion right now is, is absolutely infallible. He could win a bunch of games where he is and continue to be a rock star right. until he gets the absolute best job That's available. Yeah. Uh, another intriguing storyline in college football is is what happened over the weekend with Clemson, who is now 8-0 and Top five in the country, six and zero in the ACC. They were down twenty-one to ten at halftime, and then ultimately, Dabo made the quarterback switch, going from DJU uh, to Cade Klubnik. Now, look, he wasn't really good. He didn't really do anything, but there is no doubt that there was a shift in just the way that that team responded to that shift. So, is this is this it for DJU? Should it be it for DJU? What do you make of that move this weekend by Dabo? Well, I really like what you just said because Klubnik wasn't good, right? Two of four passing, I think, was the final line on it. Let's not pretend. But the team was much better with him. I mean, there was a spark to it, right? So I think what makes sense here is you go back to DJ because you're rewarding somebody that's giving you the opportunity. But you know that you can bring in Klubnik off the bench whenever you need to. And if it happens again, then you make the switch permanently because I don't think you can go to Klubnik and then go back to DJ, right? So knowing that the schedule isn't going to give them a lot of difficulty, you want your quarterback to be as confident as possible going into the the ACC championship game and likely the college football playoff. It's interesting because I'm just not sure that Clemson is that good, right? Like I, I, I think Clemson is where they are because they're Clemson and every year they come in with some benefit of the doubt. Like I just, I don't think that we've seen enough from Clemson on, on a neutral field today. I think Tennessee would absolutely smack Clemson all over the football field. I think Georgia and Alabama would too, but I think Ohio State would. I think Michigan would be Clemson. So to me, Clemson's the seventh or eighth best team in the country right now, but they have a real shot at the college football playoffs. So you go back to DJU, you let everything settle down, but if it doesn't work, then you give it one more shot, then you go to Club Nick permanently. Uh, speaking of smacked, Hugh Freeze just smacked BYU. If you were Auburn, would you hire him? Oh, God. I mean, it's. Oh, no. Here I we go. I, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't because he's Hugh Freeze, right? And, like, I have some moral fiber that I think belongs to the person that represents my my, my institution of higher learning, which I say, you know, grossly. Uh, but would Auburn look at him? Yeah. I mean, Hugh Freeze can coach. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the SEC wants coaches that – 
can come in and, and score a bunch of points and be dynamic. And, you know, if you go to Auburn, you know what you're getting. You're getting the, the opportunity to be in a program that the expectation is that you win nine games and every three, four years you pop up and try and get yourself into a, a national championship conversation. And Hugh Freeze can probably do that. It's just if you want to dance with the devil, and I personally – I think that, you know, we shouldn't do that, but will they do that? Yeah, and it'll make a lot of sense. Uh, when I'm turning to the NBA just for a second here, Fitz, I was told that the Utah Jazz were tanking <clears throat> and they are undefeated. Um, is, this, <laughs> is this a lesson in you cannot expect grown men, professional basketball players, veterans to lose on purpose? I, th- I think that's what the Jazz are finding out. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, what you just said is so key because – organizations can try to, to tank, but it's the players on the court and the players on the field that have the final say in it, which is why tanking in the NFL is so difficult. You really have to build a roster that is so impossibly bad that they can't win football games. And in the NBA, we've gotten used to the concept of tanking, but I think that there's also a fire in the belly of some of these players that read all the tanking articles and look around and say, hey, you know what? In an NBA where the regular season is played at about 60% energy most of the time, if you come out with 100% energy because you want to prove the world wrong, you have an immediate advantage. And I, the Utah is one of the more surprising stories early on in the season because they are playing with a fire, right? And so if they continue to do that, the Jazz are going to be in a weird situation where they're going to have to look around and either try and ask these guys to play with less, which is virtually impossible, or they're going to have to try and figure out how to minimize what guys are maximizing on the court, also difficult to do. So I would love to see Utah continue to tear it up just because it throws a wrench in the plans of organizations that are out there hoping the draft can fix them. Fitzy, last thing, and, and I want to keep it quiet. I mean, we're only three games in, but it's very exciting. John, we may have the, the scoring leader this season in the NBA. John Morant's averaging 34.3 points. He's second, I think, to Tatum to start this season. It's feeling like maybe a special – and listen, Dylan's got to come back. Jaron's got to come back. Josh having to do a lot early. But I don't think it's crazy anymore, anymore to think this guy could lead the league in scoring, perhaps. He's playing with a level of joy that I think we all have to press the pause button on and just watch. Like, that's the thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm watching John because I love you guys and because I love Memphis, and I've watched all of these games. And every time I watch him play, it's like watching a kid on the playground. And then turn around and watch the rest of the NBA. Ask yourself how many, even of the young guns, how many of the guys playing in the league right now are playing with the carefree joy that Ja plays with. And it's just different. It just hits different. It looks different. Everything about it feels different. There is something special happening, not for the future, but for right now for Memphis. And when you watch Ja play this way, and then you turn around and watch guys like even Brown and Tatum, and you watch the Celtics, you watch young guys that, that feel the weight of the world on their shoulders to try and win. For whatever reason, John's able to do what he does and does it in a way that it feels like he's doing it with carefree, you know, whimsy. It's as dumb as that sounds, it's fun to watch, and it's unstoppable when you're playing with that level of freedom. Hey, Fitz, always a You're pers- unstoppable, bro. You didn't, uh, you didn't get out to Vegas to see Iggy Azalea at the half? I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed they booked Iggy Azalea. What are we doing? Like, come on. <laughs> we can do better than that, Vegas. Let's go. Has been. Yeah, she said you <laughs> She said you would be – this is what she said. She said you would be depressed. She was going back – she was going at uh, Tayshawn Reed, the Raiders beat writer for The Athletic. And no. Because he said uh, the combination of Allegiant Stadium trying to make barbecue and Iggy Azalea performing at halftime is making me depressed. 
and she <laughs> and, and she responded and said, "If you think you're depressed now, I'll spare you the tears you'd cry knowing what my paycheck was to come and jiggle a little ass." Dang. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is nothing little that about is, that. That's right. That, you know what? I'd rather see Wayne Newton play halftime. I'm just saying. That's Ooh. it. That's it. We're gonna go. If we're gonna go like dated stars, let's go dated enough that they're legends. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Fitz, appreciate you Have as a great always, week, man. Brother. Appreciate you guys. Yep, he is Jason Fitz. Joining us every single Monday here yep. on Y'all the get show. off Iggy. She's already taking enough heat I'm, I'm from all, the beat right now. Fitz, he's hitting her. You're hitting her. I'm a fan of Iggy for sure. Though. Did she really say to jiggle a little t- tail? Yes, yes, she said that. No, she didn't. She did. She 100% did. And uh, and Tayshawn responded with that Alonzo morning gif of him like shaking his head. But <laughs> so, not. okay. He's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense, <laughs> actually, when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good stuff, man. Pretty good stuff. Raiders win. Raiders cover. I bring Iggy, bring her back every week. That's just some more of the foolishness by Mark Davis. It is. There's no doubt. Iggy, All say. right, uh, we'll come back. Jason and John, ninety nine FM, ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.